0: Bad and Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. This is Erica, and with me again is Kristen wait, Rayworth. See, I got it right this time. He did, he did. Yeah. So, Kristen, who is our, I guess, conservative friend of the pod. (laughs) Kristen, um, what's up? How'd how'd our misogynist of the week this week, Rogers Communication, Canada's fastest and most reliable network, is our misogynist of the week take it away no actually I should take it away because I was just about to like do the intro and shit okay internet mobile and customers of Rogers and its subsidiary Fido uh, Experienced major service issues la- since early last Friday due to an outage, and this is having this had sorry a ripple effect that impacted payment network Interact, uh, Rod and Rogers Wholesale resellers such as Tech Savvy, and so it also impacted nine one one. And um, yeah, it, it started out. I think what was reported on CBC was that this started out at 5 a.m. But Rogers didn't notify anybody till like 8, 8.15 or something like that.
1: You forgot the biggest tragedy that came out of this whole thing, Erica. was the cancellation of the, of the weekend's concert. That was the big tragedy. What? You didn't know that?
0: No, I was yeah. out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, he's a uh, a fatal Rogers customer. So his concert, I wouldn't know that <laughs> his
1: concert, ironically at Rogers Center, was canceled. <laughs> was canceled due to the outage. Yep. Yeah. Oh Symmetry.
0: Oh my god! I'm dying! I'm dying! Oh, the irony abounds. Oh my gosh! At Rogers Center. Said- OK, OK, <laughs> I, I yeah, oh, my gosh. OK, I have to compose myself now. That was too funny. You know, R- Rogers is our misogynist of the week because Rogers fucked all of us. OK, yeah, but yeah. it they, also it they it's, didn't it's,
1: even do anything for us. They just got themselves off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As men do. Um, <clears throat> anyway, all this to say. Um, apparently this was caused by some maintenance issue, which That's, could be anything.
1: Yeah, that part's amazing. I actually very much enjoyed that. It was a maintenance issue. I so you're, you're one of the biggest telecom companies in the country and you can't, you can't get your shit together for a scheduled maintenance.
0: Apparently not, because didn't they have an outage? They had an outage last year. In 2021, because of a software update. Yeah. So here's my question. Now, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, Kristen. Maybe it's just me. But if you're providing, I don't know, internet services, cloud services, I'm assuming they provide cloud services. Maybe not. But at least internet services, connectivity services, let's put it that way. I mean, isn't it a bit weird that a software update fucks you up? Or like a network maintenance update screws over the entire country? How? How does Telus come out looking good in this? And Bell? How does Bell look good? They made, you know what pisses me off about Rogers is that they made Bell look good.
1: They did, it, they did. And tell us, you know, I'm a yeah. telus company, I'm a telus person. So I was like, yay, tell us. But Talk if you
0: I want think, service.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it just again, it shows the broader issue with the fact that we have three major corporations in charge of our telecommunications across this country. And maybe it's not a very good idea that we don't allow competition and then our infrastructure is such that one, a maintenance issue can cause this kind of massive impact and not just on wireless communications, but like you said, on interact on 911, It it shows a significant lack of critical infrastructure when you're talking about telecommunications. And it's this kind of monopoly that these three companies have that also allow them to charge us ridiculous amounts for our cell phones. Like when I was in France and I would talk to people about like, my like their cell phone bills. It made me want to just like jump in the ocean because it was so cheap and so accessible mm-hmm. and we don't have that here. And I think that's, that's a really big issue and we just don't want to have those conversations because of course, you know, people like John Tory uh, and, and sit on the Rogers board despite the fact that that's completely inappropriate and you have a lot of people who are deeply connected into these corporations who don't want to have that conversation.
0: I think that's a good... Um segue to talk about, um, I would say the oligopoly that is like Canadian business and how really they really collude to, to fuck us, <laughs> really. Yeah. I'm, I'm a believer who believe, I believe that after the pandemic, that um, internet is critical public infrastructure. Absolutely. I think it should be a public right, in my opinion, because even to participate to participate in any piece of society, you need a connection. You need a wife, like a sorry, not necessarily Wi Fi. What was I thinking? High speed connection, yeah. because you need to be able to watch videos and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I I think that there's a bigger. We need to have a discussion about the digital divide and we have to have a discussion about like you said this oligopoly that is these three telecommunications companies Rogers which is is that Shaw deal still on
1: Let me it, just... it, I, think it, I think they're in the process of like I, like I think they put forward an application and they're in the process of, of that application being reviewed and I think it's probably going to be hopefully looked at much more thoroughly now in light of what happened
0: that's right so, um, so what we're talking about is a reduced competition, uh, reduced regional, um, regional representation too, um, and that would make Rogers a mega corporation. Yep. I don't see this as a good thing. I don't see this as a good thing for the consumer. And, um, I don't know where the fuck the competition bureau has been. The past like two decades, because I'm three. If you wanted, to, if you want to talk about post media, you well, know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. the 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 idea is, I think this part of the discussion here is it's it's that our institutions are failing us, and they're failing to um, to look out for the public like their mandate is supposed to. And they're just cozying up. They just seem to be cozying up and getting into bed with these corporations like you, like you (laughs) earlier.
1: Well, and I think too, like it's, it's across the board because even, and this is not slightly, this is kind of the same thing, but even today. So today the Royal, the bank of Canada has increased interest rates across the country and they did it kind of out of nowhere. And you know, that, who's that going to hit? That's going to hit the most at risk people, those people who are carrying massive amounts of household debt. And it feels like whether it's the Bank of Canada, whether it's it's telecommunications companies, whether it's any of these other organizations, that they don't care about individual people and the impact of what that they, they do. For example, another example in Alberta is uh, Jason Kenney suspended the uh, gas tax in Alberta, starting I believe it was a couple months ago, and that you know what oil companies did? They gave themselves more money and they mm. kept jacking up oil prices and we know that oil companies collude leading into uh long weekends to rent to to bump up the prices we know all these things are true but because we only have a couple you know oil and gas companies really like you know we're talking about shell and so and a couple others we don't challenge that and so you know here here the premier is trying to do something or wants to try to announce to do something to bring down the cost of gas and all it's doing is making the, these companies richer,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and we don't demand better.
0: No, we don't. And uh, you know, we're uh, and to be fair, people are bogged down with just trying to like make it right. So yeah. or some people. Um, where do we go from here?
1: Well, I think the other thing is like you're right. People are bogged down with their own day to day lives, and I and I don't think a lot of people before the outage sat around thinking about the Roger Shaw merger. I don't think that people, people bitch about their cell phone bills, but they don't like, that's not top five kitchen table issue for someone. They're not worried about that. But I think that this should kind of trigger for people that if they have a concern about that, and that is something that they, they want to see changed to talk to their MPs, to make that an issue. And that's one of the major things that we can do and to, to talk to the competition bureau and the CRTC and you can register a complaint as an average citizen against a merger if you want to you can write them a letter there's like a form that you can do and these are things that people can do because unfortunately politicians don't generally change things because it's the right thing to do they change things because they're pressured to change things
0: agreed because the other
1: thing is is, is Mm it's like it's not like we can go on strike against rogers and like most you know and and everyone it just would be tell us and bell like we're not in a position to kind of make that sort of a financial uh, risk for them. I don't see a lot of people being able to do that, especially in, in areas of the country where Rogers is the only really game in town because you only get reception with them, which is which does happen in some parts of Canada.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, what do we need to do to get rural coverage? Because that Connecting Canadians program has been around. I kid you not since i was i started in government
1: so there's a federal
0: program called connecting mm -hmm. canadians it used to be called something else i think it it used to be broad rural broadband
1: yeah that sounds familiar
0: yeah and um uh it's i i you know it's one of these programs where i'm just like um like i Started a government in two thousand and eight. You haven't connected people yet. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. But the other thing is, from that is like in Alberta, that this has been a conversation forever about okay. Well, we're going to bring. We're going to actually commit ourselves to providing rural, remote communities in Alberta, especially in northern Alberta, with access to internet. A lot of First Nations communities, especially of North Mét communities, do Mm -hmm. not have access to internet. Mm -hmm. You know way in my previous world when I was working for the government of Alberta you still had to fax some of these communities because they didn't have access to internet
0: on -hmm. a reliable
1: basis and this has been a constant conversation and I have seen very little movement on it and that's not a UCP thing that's happened on the NDP it's happened to the previous government it's I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the infrastructure piece in some of these more remote communities or if it's just a lack of will like it you, get, you have 10 things that are important to you. So that just keeps falling down. But especially after, like you said, after COVID and after you've had the last two years of remote work and remote school and all these other things, I think we've learned that it, it is becoming almost impossible to exist without an internet presence in some capacity.
0: Yeah, um, I am, this is uh, Radical Rurality. Imagining Multiple Futures Beyond the City Limits by Ashley Whedon that I'm reading. I got it off of CIGI, CG, (laughs) sorry, CG, which is a nonprofit kind of, um, that talks about digital internet issues. Uh, It says that rural areas do often lack the basic access to enabling enabling broadband infrastructure that so many urban areas take for granted due mostly to ineffective and underwhelming investments that highlight just how low rural communities fall on most state, provincial, or national policy agendas. However, there are meant multiple digital divides in terms of both capacities and capital that serve to layer digital injustice over deep and persistent deep persistent and systemic social and economic inequalities. Further, there are rural assets and opportunities that exist despite and sometimes because of a separate a separation from the urban so um uh, basically I mean there there are many structural reasons I would say i think I think partially the digital divide in rural areas really followed the the divestment from rural areas in general it's hard. I guess what I'm saying is that um, capital usually doesn't really go to the rural communities. That's what I'm saying.
1: No, and and, <laughs> I think yeah. I think the other thing is is rural communities like, like I can speak for Alberta as an example. I think that rural communities were taken for granted uh, by previous conservative governments and likely by the UCP to an extent because there is the expectation that they're always going to vote for them. Rural Alberta will always vote conservative. So When there's money and opportunities, those tend to go into targeted communities where you think you can get a vote or where you are at risk of losing a seat. And I think the current Liberal government is, you know, I don't know the exact breakdown, but if I recall correctly, they're not super popular in rural communities.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. In some of the hardest areas like, you know, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and also up north. So I just don't think it, it becomes a priority item because it is always targeting funding is always going to be in places where you think you have something to gain by putting that money there. And that might sound very cynical, but that's just the reality of how a lot of these decisions get made.
0: Well, CG has thoughts. While the government of Canada announced $1.75 billion in funding through the Universal Broadband Fund. I hate these funds, by the way. That's not gonna do anything. By the way, mm-hmm. because um, anyway, I haven't seen the program, but I mean, funds require take up, and that's a whole new issue, right? Yeah. So that's why I hate funds because really, what you're adding is another layer, another barrier to funding. If you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. if fund if you have if you have to require take up, um, so maybe companies or organizations to find it worth their while to 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 take it up or to take the money then then that's a whole another set of of permutations and combinations and issues that is Mm -hmm. my problem anyway that's an aside um so the universal broadband fund mid-pandemic to address this problem and has spent billions of dollars across about a dozen broadband programs since the early 90s, most recent iterations being the UBF, the Connect to Innovate program, and previously the Connected Canadians program, aha!
1: Okay. There you go.
0: The Auditor General in Canada in 2016 pegged the actual cost of connecting all Canadians to fiber optic broadband, somewhere between 40 and 50 billion. The gap between policy makers grasp of this problem and the implications of our digital infrastructure deficit is as deep as the rural urban divide itself. And it has some, some words for the CRTC. Uh, how did we get here? A lack of meaningful contemporary regulatory frameworks and an abdication of public stewardship. Oof, so it craps all over the CRTC. And basically says, since the deregulation of the telecommunications industry in Canada in the 90s, the CRTC has lacked the wherewithal to to enact meaningful legislation or enforce consequences for failed project, and I would say service delivery, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so basically, CRTC fucked up. So inefficient ball broadband policy and government good governance but ineffective policy frameworks and investment um, a reliance on a misguided field of dreams approach to investing in infrastructure that has resulted in unevenly distributed and patchy networks so if you build it they will come um, one-off it's it, digital infrastructure is treated as one-off project work and addressed through private sector stimulus investment to serve single municipalities, hospitals, schools, or networks. The result is a programmatic cycle that does not address or solve systemic and structural challenges to connecting all Canadians to critical internet services. I find that 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 actual approach, that piecemeal approach um, does result in a programmatic cycle. I mean, this goes for nonprofits too, mm-hmm. and that, and that, that I, I think that's a really good point in general about the way we approach these problems, and that um, individualizing them to specific projects instead of um, maybe doing it in a more sort of inclusive approach has has fail to address the systemic and structural issues.
1: Yep. I think well, just, I think that's
0: just government policy in general.
1: It can be. Or it can. And be, also yeah. a, a lack of transparency, right? There's yeah. a lack of transparency, I mean, how the CRTC makes decisions, why they make the decisions that they do, what their, you know, what their sort of five-year plan is for what they want to see, and I don't think a lot of people pay attention to it either. So But, you know, I mean, I had to laugh my ass off when they actually tweeted that they were having connectivity issues because they're on Rogers. And um, I just couldn't. I I love that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, uh uh-huh. The idea of, you know, investment and where, you know, public investment comes in and where private investment comes in. The piecemeal procurement approach to projects should be replaced by a an overall strategy to address the larger problem yep. the larger issue
1: there feels like there's no roadmap yes and it, it i don't know what the ultimate goal of this organization is eventually like what they want to see do they want to open it up for more competition what are they doing to make sure that that's like that's the case you know, I I don't I have no clue on what their their ultimate kind of goals are, and I I can't really tell from the way that the minister in charge of them responded after all of this that is there that is minister any. Is that
0: Minister Champagne? Yes. Yeah. I he too know- is unhappy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Here's what fucking irks me. Okay, is people in charge saying well i too am upset nigga you're in charge sorry (laughs) i mean i mean i'm sorry i've been watching a lot of p valley okay i'm
1: sorry
0: no man listen listen you know what you know what fuck it it came out okay you are in charge you are in fucking charge and we're supposed to you are now coming to us and telling me i too share your pain What?
1: Yeah, it's like when I saw any and all press conferences with Joe Biden after the Roe v. Wade decision and talking about how disappointed he was, like, fuck off, my brother in Christ, you are the president of the goddamn United States. Thank you. You could actually do something. You could have codified Wade. Fuck, you could have codified Roe v. Wade when you were the vice president with Obama. Like, you had multiple opportunities. And if your only response is, this too saddens me as well, I don't see how that's going to make people feel confident in what you're going to be doing next. And I don't think with Champagne that people feel confident in, in his control over the file or his ability to to give Canadians not just an answer about this one you know, shortage and, and network issue, but about what they're going to do to ensure that this doesn't happen again, what mm-hmm. they're going to do to make sure that if there is an outage with Rogers, <laughs> people can still call 911. Or use their debit cards. Like there needs to be a more thorough uh, set of actions that he's wanting to take, as opposed to just being disappointed.
0: Yes, and we need accountability as consumers, okay? Because that's the other piece. Let me tell you what happened with me and Rogers, okay? So, oh God, I don't want. I I told this story on Twitter, so I'm just going to tell you the abridged version, okay? Because it, it's a whole, it was a whole saga. It was a two-day saga. So I get, so I get a, a tweet uh, not a tweet, sorry, a text from Rogers. You've used up ninety percent of your mobile data. Why
1: yeah, you tweet
0: that, yeah? Bitch, what? <laughs> this was on like what? When, when did this Rogers Outers happen? The eighth Saturday. This was on, this was no, on the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. This was on the ninth. They, they texted me this. The outage was on the 8th, okay? And then, and then, um, my, my my minutes roll over, or sorry, it rolls over on the 5th of each month. So you're mm-hmm. telling me I used 25 gigs in four days? What the hell was I doing? Making porn?
1: I would hope not.
0: Uploading and Downloading? big-ass trailer movies. Like, what am I doing? Downloading games on my phone. What am I doing? Exactly. I okay. know you're
1: probably, you're probably shooting your own remake of the Blair Witch Project.
0: Of course. Because what else was there to do?
1: That's all I do when I don't have
0: time. <laughs> or have my phone. Okay. I was just like, so I called them. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't call them. Because, <laughs> get this, call wasn't going through. <laughs> amazing oh my gosh this is hilarious anyway so i'm on their like chat bot thing right which and i find them infuriating they're telling me now that i have had okay because my phone check this out because the wi-fi was down my phone was trying to connect to the network and used up all my mobile data to connect to the network and i was like oh so it's your fault that i went over my data and now you want me to pay for it i think the fuck not okay how dare they they want me to no no and they're and then they tell me but because i have the infinite plan which means like you have you always have minutes but what's what's the point if it's not high speed honestly okay Mm -hmm. then they're like you have unlimited minutes it just won't be high speed i said no i know what i'm paying for And I want what I paid for, so. Eventually, the next day I got on the phone, and it's so. After a couple of tries with this, this is a whole day affair, by the way. You know, it's a whole fucking day, okay? Mm -hmm. So much so, this upset me so much. I forgot, I forgot to edit last week's podcast. That's what happened. It Rogers fucked me up. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Our podcast from last week. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So now we got to add to it. So it seems fresh now, you know, it's like, it's like you Thanks have, to, Roger. it's, it's, it's like you have to add new cream to make sure like the coffee's fresh or something. It's gross. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really upset about this. Okay. Okay. But this will be out Friday, everybody. Um, Unless Rogers goes down again. Okay. Yeah. Then this, there is a point to the story you all will get a piece of advice so I called customer service and I said because one of my Twitter followers were like get to the customer service and tell them that you're going to quit and I'm like I'm going to quit you
1: (laughs) is that some Alberta Calgary Stampede cosplay right there is that what you're
0: doing with that no there's no I'm actually doing like I think there was, I can't even remember the movie. Oh my God It's Brokeback Mountain. Is, is it?
1: Yeah. Is it? I wish I, I wish I knew how to quit you. Again.
0: Oh, Oh right, right, right. That's what it was. It was
1: shot in Alberta during Whoa!
0: Sandy. Yes! Like, it, you know, um, Ryan Jesperson would be proud. By the way, check that out. I was on Ryan Jesperson's show Jesperson's show yesterday. He was and, great. Thank you. And I will link to it in, in the um, episode because I don't think I'm going to do show notes for this one. Because we all know what happened with Rogers. Okay, so I call customer care. And I tell them that I'm, I'm like, I, I want to leave Rogers. Well, considering they're in the middle of a, ma- a major fuck up, I'm thinking that they have leverage, right? Mm-hmm. So after, you know, oh, I'm upset at how and i telling her, I'm telling her this. I'm telling her my story. Because the only thing that the other person offered was like five gigs. And then I was like, fuck that five gigs. Five gigs for 25? Well, by the time I was done with Rogers, I got eight gigs extra per month for three months and 10 gigs extra per month for 15 months. And then they offered me 55. This is all high speed. Infin, infin, infinite. Anyway. Then they offered me 55 gigs for 80 bucks. I'm and I'm thinking, shit, I could use my phone as a hotspot with that shit, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, why not have 55? And I pay 75 now, so I might as well. Anyway, I get, I think I just made up my mind. By the way, I think I'm gonna call Rogers after my three months.
1: Well, see, this is and this is the thing, though. Is this the other thing that I love that these companies do? is so frequently they will offer bonuses and rewards and all of these things to people who are joining their company or going on. Like if I, if I got rid of Telus tomorrow and wanted to join Rogers because I hate myself, <laughs> uh, I, would get, I would get all sorts of free things and discounts and deals, but they never give, they, they very rarely give those deals to their customers, to their existing customers and the customers that they've had for a long time. They don't care about you, really. Which is why they're offering, what is it, five days? I can't remember what the offer that Roger gave Yeah, it's made. five
0: days they're going to credit everybody.
1: Yeah, that's like 14 bucks. Like, I don't... Ooh, real, real, real generous souls.
0: I don't know. I feel like if you have paid off shit, though, I feel like you could get a deal out of them. They, they give you shit.
1: Oh, yeah. If you, if, you, if you stick to your guns like you did, yeah, yeah, yeah you will, mm. but you have
0: to be going, no no, like, no. You- like I don't have like I don't have a contract with them oh yeah I have my phone's paid off right
1: so you could just do what you want
0: that's why I can I think that's why I can wrangle shit out of them because literally they just I remember one time they just added an extra five gigs of like a free high speed internet just like that and just I'm randomly? like just randomly and I was like, oh, it's because I paid off, because I have a phone that I paid for. Interesting. Yeah. That's how, that's why it's expensive to be poor.
1: It is. I mean, it's, but it's, it, I, mean, I could go into that topic forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. And it's, and it is, it is a, a you are constantly in search of credit and yeah. a version of credit. And it's always at a high interest rate and it's yeah. always, And a lot of the times it's predatory. Yeah. And, and in this case, you're, you're talking about people who need a phone to exist in the world as we currently live. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are some companies and occasionally they will do things to make, cell phones specifically like accessible for people in for lower income people mm-hmm. but those are like one-offs or charities those are not that's not an attitude that they seem to have around income levels in the way that you can support people like kids coming out of care to make sure mm-hmm. that they have access to a phone and instead you're making them owe you again and again for years and years and years by buying the phone through a plan and then having to pay it off like think it just it, it is
0: predatory, you, yeah. It You're is right.
1: predatory to an extent, and it, mm-hmm. it, but it, it's an extension of a lot of predatory behaviors that you see that are not well regulated. Um, you know, like uh, pay loan, payday loan companies, things like that, like that are allowed to exist and prey on people. And you think when you see some of these websites that like they just want to help you get out of debt and they're going to give you a loan, but they're going to charge you twenty six percent interest on a loan, and they're going to just make your life miserable. It's not. You know, but they're allowed to market and they're allowed to be out there. And there, there are streets in Edmonton, and I'm sure this is every city where, like, I was driving down one today, and you saw payday loan company after payday loan company, yeah. after payday, and it's in lower income part yeah. of the city. and if it's not a payday loan company, it's a liquor store yeah. or it's a um, loan store,
0: shark,
1: yeah, yeah, or a porn store or all, and, you know, and, and mixed in in among these are other little businesses and stuff but you see that and you realize that like they are it's disgusting because they are targeting people in this lower income area who likely some of whom don't even have bank accounts so they have to go to money mart or whatever to cash their checks and then it just becomes the unbanked
0: uh we did a we did a an episode about the unbanked and that's a huge issue so what we're talking about really is the capital. Uh, I inv- am the capital outlay just to participate in society, yeah. And that's a huge problem. And um, I, you know when you when you talk about these things like where how people are getting uh, are 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 uh, um are being preyed upon. Um, crypto is another way people oh. are getting preyed upon. Um and I well, I think
1: don't, don't let Pierre hear you say that.
0: Yeah, I know. So speaking of which uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I I think that what's really interesting is that Rogers represents, you know, basically it's not just a corporation, it's a corporation with quite an important function, right? Mm-hmm. And we just saw how much that function can fail us and what i'm concerned about is that this government's gonna fuck up the response which they will and it's just gonna make people angrier and distrust the crtc even more right and you know the crtc is not in people's good books but the crtc is an example of an institution that is failing us basically And people get pretty fucking pissed off when that happens. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think that it. we are at a time of a lot of folks who do not trust this government, uh, who don't trust government in general, who don't trust our institutions. And that's not just on the right, because I know when I say that immediately kind of what comes to mind are sort of the, the anti-vaccine movement and a lot of other folks on that side. But it is the left too. And in the middle, it's a lot of folks who just feel completely let down.
0: I don't trust them. Do you trust yeah. them? I don't. Not, no. Um, okay. But I
1: think too, like, there's just so many competing stressors right now. And you and I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. where, you know, housing prices, inflation, just the the ability to get through the day Mm-hmm. And, as I know, you and I have talked about this privately, then you turn on the news and you hear Christia Freeland say, "Oh well, but we have the lowest jet debt to GDP ratio in all of, in all of the G7, so everything's fine. And that means nothing when you can't afford your groceries, when you feel like you can't trust the institutions around you, when you are struggling to pay to put gas in your car to go to your job. Like, that doesn't matter to you. You don't care about debt to GDP ratio at that point. You care about having institutions that you can trust and being able to to support and provide for your family.
0: Um, I agree. And it's why I hate Jerry Butts. And I know I follow him because I love to dunk on Jerry. So Gerald Butts tweeted, um, Canada... Oh him again canada is broken in being sarcastic because canada replaced the u.s as as the top destination for the choice of foreign talent okay great my guess is that this is an upper class type of thing in other words i'm guessing this talent (laughs) that he speaks of is like you know university grad kind of talent um I'm guessing he's not talking about plumbers is my point <laughs> yeah yeah I, and, I don't. Think so. and and so my 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 you know I saw a similar one <laughs> he tweeted and it showed that um I think the joblessness rate was was a lot lower had bounced back or the employment rate had bounced back and he did this Canada's broken like huh like oh you know sarcastically. And I thought, you know what? You don't fucking get it. Do you? Because it's fine to that. (laughs) That's a macro lens. There's only so much a macro lens. Yeah. People may be getting jobs, but the cost of getting to that job is higher, Jerry.
1: Well, and also a lot of people are underemployed. You can have a job, but that doesn't mean that you're able to cover all of your basic expenses by your job. So that's the other. This is typical, you know. And I'm, I'm going to sound like such a conservative. This you is typical are. liberal liberal smugness around the day to day struggles of middle class and those seeking to join it, um, because it, you know. Okay, so there's a drop in number. Does that actually change the way that people are feeling about their ability to pay for things and their ability to get a job that's meaningful? Like that's the other thing is you have a lot of people who dropped out of the of the of the job market, or mm-hmm. they are underemployed, like I said before, you know. And and there are a lot of people who are just struggling to get by, mm-hmm. and trying to bounce back over the last two years. And I just feel like those those voices get drowned out. And, you know, like Charles Adler posted this thread oh. about how amazing Canada was he, is.
0: Was he crying when he did it? <laughs> I can't stand that man. I really cannot handle him.
1: Well, what I what I found frustrating, uh, uh, well, there's a lot of parts about the threads that I find frustrating, but he keeps referring to burning it down. But he's using that almost as, an, as equating that term and that terminology with right wing populism. Mm hmm. And but first of all, you and, you and I both It's not right-wing, that, yeah. No, it's not right-wing and it's not used in the same capacity as right-wing populism. Right. And secondly, like, oh, we need patching. Like, I, I get really exhausted and I can only imagine how other people feel without sort of some of the privilege that I have baked into myself at seeing people say, oh, Canada is so great. Canada is so fantastic. You know, yeah, sure, we have problems, but we're amazing yeah. Yeah. And they're coming at that conversation from an incredible place of privilege. Right. And I, I recognize that when I say that, my Canadian experience has been incredibly different than the experience of yourself or Indigenous people or other people who come into that conversation with not as much privilege as I do. And I think you need to acknowledge that because if you're saying to someone, again, who's struggling to pay for their bills, don't worry though, Canada's great. Like, at least we're not the United States. That doesn't change their situation, that doesn't mm-hmm. help them. And it does push them into extremes. But to to equate everybody who feels, like you said, distrustful of institutions, unhappy with the current government, struggling with all of these different things, to equate them with extremism immediately is also not helpful because it cuts them out of the conversation and they're not going to come to the table if you're already calling them names just for expressing their frustrations.
0: Well, yeah, I, I quote tweeted it and I said, "Never mind, our institutions are failing us. Accountability in them is a pipe dream, and they'll always side with power against the powerless individuals, and we use our tax dollars to do so." But yeah, Canada's great, you know, like, like, you know, I, it it's just so dismissive. It's so dismissive. Yeah, and and I can't remember. I, I
1: can't I just, remember who. Ooh. There was some. I, it was probably Catherine McKenna but oh, I think God. it was some liberal politician who after the Roe v Wade decision posted something about how great Canada was or maybe it was when the decision the draft decision was leaked I can't remember but it was around that time I and it was a liberal MP or it was some or it was a former liberal MP she did moment.
0: do that when the um, when the Buffalo shooting happened
1: oh yes that's yeah that's another one that I'm thinking of. and but the abortion thing is especially rich because, right. oh, you want to, do you want to talk about how great it is here? Like access it, in, in, in Alberta, you can only access it in Edmonton and in Calgary. You can't go anywhere else. So if you live in a rural community, you're screwed. In New yeah. Brunswick, you can barely access it at all. So no. we can be all high and mighty about how great we are all the time. But that, that is only blinding us to actually addressing the real issues that we have in this country. And when she's talking about gun violence, they're like, did she just forget that what we went through two years ago, like we have these issues here too. Mm -hmm. And we can't keep pretending that just because we're not the United States, that somehow that makes us perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this false equivalence, I, I, I just, I'm not here for it. And that's the thing, like, I, this is these people are extremely privileged. Be- they're so privileged, they don't know. Do you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. don't know the difficulties. That's how privileged they are. And I find the disconnect between the, the government now, and we're not going to talk about Pierre this time, because it's not time yet. Well, we still have so much time. I mean, unfortunately- It's not time it's- yet. No. Um but but you know what because they're so privileged and because they've been perched there for a while the disconnect between them and people on the ground in this affordability crisis especially now that everybody woke up and their fucking credit bill is oh what is it is it a quarter of a basis point
1: yeah something like that yeah
0: or, sorry, 25 basis points. I mean, it's 25.
1: Right? Yeah, it's because it, 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 now the base is up to 2.5, I believe.
0: Yeah. From 2.25. Yeah. 2.25? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and for people who just bought homes in the past two years.
1: Yeah. If you're on a variable mortgage, I feel bad for you now.
0: This is fucked up. Right. Um, I'm, and, and <laughs> I could see why people are angry. I could, I'm angry. Well, I've been angry since 2014, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, but I could, I'm like, welcome, everybody. Welcome to
1: my rage party. Yes,
0: my rage.
1: And I think that, you know, it's like, I kind of equated a little bit to like, if you're having a fight with someone and you think you're approaching this fight in like a fairly like reasonable way and they tell you to calm down at what point has someone telling a girl, especially a girl to calm down ever actually resulted in her calming down? No, never. And when you are telling people who are legitimately frustrated, yeah, but we're a great country. So what's like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, or if you, if you're saying like, I don't like this decision by the local government. Yeah. Well, what, what do you, what do you want? Like you would have this otherwise, like you're minimizing their experiences and you're making it more likely that they are going to vote in ways that you don't want them to, or they are going to fall into belief patterns and other things that you don't want them to because you've just immediately minimized their lived experience of what they're going through every single day Mm
0: -hmm. and I think
1: that's something that the liberals do constantly Mm -hmm. and that makes it and I think that's why I mean you've seen them kept to a minority twice now because I don't think that people feel necessarily heard by the liberals I don't think they Mm like the alternative time but they don't feel heard by them
0: hmm exactly exactly and on that note uh we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be as abrupt as Tiff Macklin was with that rate hike ooh
1: what wrapping it up in a bow I like it
0: well you know just to yeah I like to because I know I know I go off on a lot of tangents so I like to wrap oh. things I need to go back I need to remember to go back um all right so just to let you guys know, we will be after this recording the um, remix <laughs> of that Rogers outage special.
1: Okay, the remix, the remix to Boris. The Boris yes, remix.
0: the Boris remix. So we're gonna update you on that. Look out for that on Monday. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Thank you, Kristen, as always.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, bye. Bye. My pitch is bad and bullshit.